0: This lesson is brought to you by the Ghost Town Podcast and the Tagalog word pinagmumultuhan. pinagmumultuhan 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 is spelled as P I N A G M U M U L T U H A N It means Haunted, a place that is inhabited by ghosts or marked by tragic events. For example, pag natin ang mga pinagmumultuhan sa Ghost Town. pag natin ang mga pinagmumultuhan sa Ghost Town. It means, let's talk about The Haunted at Ghost Town, the podcast for all things abandoned, mysterious, and off the beaten path. Comedians Jason Horton and Rebecca Lieb explore the history the mystery, and the shared curiosity on the most esoteric places, events, and things. On Wednesdays, they talk about true crime stories and the paranormal. And on Fridays, it's all about the biggest pop culture fails like The New Coke and the Coney 2012 documentary. Ghost Town has something for everyone who loves true crime, ghost stories, urban archaeology, and the unexplained. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Recording live from San Francisco, California, this is Go Filipino! Kumusta? Welcome to Go Filipino! Let's learn Tagalog with me, Chris Andres. I've been reading a lot of what's been happening in the Philippines in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, or what is commonly called as the coronavirus outbreak. Many people have been working from home, schools have been suspended, events have been cancelled, sports leagues have been postponed, Metro Manila is on partial quarantine, and then people with the virus are trying to escape from quarantine. It's been crazy. I'll be back in the Philippines in a few months, and I would gladly volunteer to self-quarantine once I arrive. No question about it. The least we can do is to hope and pray that a solution will be available and most especially accessible soon. Anyway, this lesson is the introduction to the Tagalog sentence. We will learn how sentences are formed which will serve as the foundation for the next lessons. Please keep on listening, subscribing, and leaving five-star reviews wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also send me fan mail, like this one sent over Instagram by Dave. Hi Chris, my name is Dave and I've been listening to your podcast for the past couple of months since returning to Seattle, Washington from a visit to the Philippines with my girlfriend. She's from Manila and is fluent in Tagalog and English. I've been trying to learn Tagalog so she and I can speak it together at home and when we're out and about. Your podcast had been very helpful. Thank you so much, Dave. Maraming salamat, Dave. Here is another fan mail sent through Instagram by Jess. Hi, Chris. I wanted to say thank you for putting the podcast together. Like other listeners, I'm a child of Filipino migrants who are born in another country in my case, it's Australia, who forgot how to speak Tagalog. I'm planning a trip of a lifetime in June, and I'm trying to relearn. Your podcast is helping. Thanks again, Jess. Maraming salamat, Jess. Don't forget to follow Go Filipino on social media. That's Go Filipino Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or check out my merchandise on TeePublic. That's T-E-E Public. .com/user/gofilipinopod slash slash All right, it's time to grab your pen and paper. We will talk about the introduction to making a Tagalog sentence after this break. Welcome back to Go Filipino. Let's learn the foundations of a Tagalog sentence. A Tagalog sentence consists of three parts the predicate, the focus, and the optional complement. We will call it the PFC format. In a Tagalog sentence, the predicate usually comes first. It says something about the focus in the sentence, either as an action, as an adjective, or as a noun. Meanwhile, the focus is the main noun or pronoun in a sentence. They are mostly introduced by a focus marker, which we have learned on Lesson 5. Or they are represented by a focus pronoun, which we have learned on Lesson 15. The focus can either be the one that performed the action, which we refer to as the actor, or the one that has to do with the actor, which we refer to as the object. It can also be the location, the beneficiary, the reason of the action, or even the instrument used to perform the action. But these are used less often. Finally, the complement is an optional component in a Tagalog sentence. Complement is spelled as C O M P L E M E N. It explains the predicate further, either as a direct object, a location, a recipient-slash-beneficiary, or the reason behind the action. The good thing about Tagalog grammar is that while the PFC format is traditionally used in making sentences, you can mix it around and it would still make sense. Here is a sample sentence in PFC format. Again, PFC is predicate, focus, complement. Nag-aral ako sa UST. Nag-aral ako sa UST. Nag-aral ako sa UST. It means, I studied in UST. Word for word, it's nag-aral. Ako. Sa. U-S-T Nag-aral Ako Sa U-S-T Nag-aral Ako Sa U-S-T The first word is Nag-aral 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 is spelled as N-A-G- Hyphen a r a l it means studied or the act of studying has happened this is the predicate of the sentence the next word is ako 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 is spelled as a k o it means i in focus form this is the focus of the sentence the next word is sa 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 is spelled as s a it is the location marker indicating that the next word is the location where i used to study and that is ust 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 is spelled as capital U, capital S, capital T. It is short for University of Santo Tomas, where I used to study. So UST is the complement phrase. Like I said, you can switch the order around and it would still make sense. For example, we have the FPC format, which is Focus Predicate Complement. Ako ay nag-aral sa UST. Ako ay nag-aral sa UST. Ako ay nag-aral sa UST. It still means I studied in UST. Word for word it's ako ay nag-aral sa UST. Ako ay nag-aral sa UST. Ako, I, nag aral sa UST. The first word is ako, ako, ako. It means I in focus form, and therefore the focus of the sentence. The next word is I, I, I. I is spelled as A-Y. It is the inversion particle, which indicates that the sentence is not in proper order. This particle, however, is only applied if the focus is the first word of the sentence. The next word is Nagaral. 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 It means studied and the predicate of the sentence and then we have SUST 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 it means in UST and the complement phrase of the sentence another example is the FCP format which is focus complement predicate ako ay SUST nag Ako ay sa UST nag-aral. Ako ay sa UST nag-aral. It still means I studied in UST. Word for word it's ako I sa UST nag-aral. Ako I sa UST nag-aral. Ako Ay, sa UST, nag-aral. In this sentence, the complement phrase sa si UST and the predicate nag switched places. This format is only applied if the complement of the sentence is introduced by a locative marker like sa, kay, and kina. And then we have the CFP format. Which is, complement, focus, predicate. Sa UST ako nag-aral. Sa UST ako nag-aral. Sa UST ako nag-aral. It still means I studied in UST. Word for word, it's sa UST. Ako nag-aral. Sa UST. Ako nag Sa ust. Ako nag This format is only applied if the complement is introduced by a locative marker like sa, kai, and kina. This does not work for complements with relational markers like nang, ni, and nina. Finally, we have the PCF format which is predicate, complement, focus. For example, Nag-aral sa UST ako. Nag-aral sa UST ako. Nag-aral sa UST ako. It still means I studied in UST. Word for word, it's Nag-aral sa UST ako. Nag-aral Sa UST Ako Nagaral Sa UST Ako. We will talk more about how predicates work in the Tagalog language after this break. We're back at Go Filipino. Let's discuss how predicates work in a Tagalog sentence. Predicates explain something about the focus of the sentence. It can either be an action, an adjective, or a noun. Here is an example of a predicate as an action. Lumakad ako. Lumakad ako. Lumakad ako. It means, I walk or I walked. Depending on the context. Word for word, it's Lumakad Ako Lumakad Ako Lumakad Ako. The first word is Lumakad 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 is spelled as L U M A K. A. D. It is the infinitive form of lakad. 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 Which means to walk. It can also mean that the act of walking has taken place. The word lumakad indicates that this action is committed by the focus of this sentence, which is ako. 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 Ako is spelled as A-K-O. It means I in focus form. Here is an example of a predicate as an adjective. Matalino ako. Matalino ako. Matalino ako. It means I am smart. Word for word it's matalino. Ako Matalino Ako Matalino Ako In this sentence we use the adjective matalino 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 is spelled as M A T A L I N O. It means Smart. It comes from the root word talino. 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 Which means intellect. And then we add the ma prefix to become an adjective or smart. Adjective predicates are mostly followed by the focus of the sentence, which in this case is ako. Ako. Ako which is i in focus form here is an example of a predicate as a noun estudiante ako estudiante ako estudiante ako it means i am a student word for word it's estudiante ako estudiante ako Estudiante, ako. In this sentence, we use the noun estudiante. Estudiante, estudiante. Estudiante is spelled as E S T U D Y A N T E. It means student. We borrowed it from Spanish. You can tell that this noun is the predicate of the sentence because 1. It is the first word in the sentence. And then 2. It is not introduced by any marker. Estudiante is followed by the focus of the sentence, which in this case is ako. We will talk more about the role of the focus in the Tagalog sentence after this break. Welcome back to Go Filipino. It's time to discuss the role of focus in the Tagalog sentence. Focus is the main noun or pronoun in the Tagalog sentence, but unlike in the English language, it is not necessarily the one that performed the action or what we refer to as the actor. Here is an example of the focus being the one that performed the verb or the actor. Kumain ako, ako. ako. it means I eat or I ate, depending on the context. Word for word it's kumain. kumain, ako, kumain, ako, kumain, ako. The first word is kumain. 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 Kumain is spelled as K-U-M-A-I-N. It is the infinitive form of kain. 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 Which means to eat. It can also mean that the act of eating has happened. The verb kumain indicates that it is followed by the focus, which is marked by ako. 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 Ako is spelled as A-K-O. It means I in focus form. In other words, I, who happens to be the focus of the sentence, performed the act of eating. Here is an example of the focus being the direct object. Kinain ko ang tinapay. Kinain ko ang tinapay. Kinain ko ang tinapay. It means I ate the bread. Word for word it's kinain ko ang tinapay. Kinain ko ang tinapay. Kinain ko, ang, tinapay The first word is kinain 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 is spelled as K-I-N-A-I-N It means ate or the act of eating has happened. The verb kinain Indicates that the action is performed by someone or something that is not the focus of the sentence. In this case, it is ko. Ko. Ko, ko is spelled as K O. It means I in non focus form. The next word is ang. 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 Ang is spelled as a n g. It is the focus marker, indicating that the next word is the focus of this sentence, and that happens to be tinapay. 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 Tinapay is spelled as t i n a p a y. It means bread, the direct object, and the focus of this sentence. In rare cases, the focus of the sentence can also be the location of the action, the beneficiary of the action, the instrument by which the action is performed, the reason behind the action, or when two or more nouns perform the action at the same time. We will delve into these examples in a future lesson. We will talk about the role of compliments in the Tagalog sentence after this break. Kumusta? You've heard me countless times already about Radio Public. I personally use it and I'm telling you, it is the best podcast listening app out there. Radio Public works anywhere in the world. It is available on iOS and Android and it is 100% free with no hidden charges and subscriptions. It has an explore mode that lets you discover podcasts based on your favorite topics. And the best part, it rewards podcasters. Every listen to the Radio Public app earns money for participating podcasters, and that's a huge help for independent podcasters like me. Again, check out Radio Public, that's one word, on your app store. When you listen to my show on Radio Public, everyone benefits. And now, back to our lesson. We're back at Go Filipino. Complements in the Tagalog sentence are optional, but you can include them to explain the sentence further. They are introduced by either the relational markers like nang, ni, and nina, or by the locative markers like sa, kai, and kina. Let's go back to our previous example. Kumain na ko. Kumain na Kumain ako. As you can see, this sentence does not have a complement. It only consists of the predicate, which is kumain, and the focus, which is ako. Now, let's try adding a complement that begins with a relational marker. Kumain ako ng lumpia. Kumain ako ng lumpia. Kumain ako ng lumpia. It means I ate lumpia. Word for word, it's Kumain, Ako, Nang, Lumpia. Kumain, Ako, Nang, Lumpia. Kumain, Ako, Nang, Lumpia. After Kumain and Ako, we have Nang. 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 Nang is spelled as NG. It is the direct object marker, indicating that the next word is the noun being talked about in the act of eating. And that is lumpia. 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 Lumpia is spelled as L-U-M-P-I-A. It is the Filipino version of an egg roll and also happens to be the direct object of this sentence. This time, we add a complement that begins with a locative marker, such as, Kumain ako sa handaan. It means, I ate at a banquet or I ate at a party. Word for word it's kumain ako sa handaan kumain ako sa handaan kumain ako sa handaan After kumain and ako we have sa sa Sa. Sa is spelled as S-A. It is the location marker, indicating that the next word is the place where the act of eating has happened, which is Handa'an. 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 Handa'an is spelled as H-A-N-D-A-A-N. It means banquet or party, the location of the act of eating. You might be wondering, is it possible to put different complement phrases together? Absolutely. It does not even matter which complement phrase goes first. It would still have the same meaning. For example, Kumain ako ng lumpia sa handaan. Kumain ako ng lumpia sa handaan. Kumain ako ng lumpia sa handaan. It means I ate lumpia at a party. Word for word it's kumain ako ng lumpia sa handaan. Kumain ako ng lumpia sa handaan. Kumain ako nang lumpia sa handaan. As you may have noticed, we placed the nang complement phrase before the sa complement phrase. We can actually switch these phrases and it would still mean the same thing. For example, Kumain ako sa handaan ng lumpia. Kumain ako sa handaan ng lumpia. Kumain ako sa handaan ng lumpia. It also means I ate lumpia at a party. Word for word it's kumain ako sa handaan ng lumpia. Kumain ako sa Handaan Nang Lumpia Kumain Ako Sa Handaan Nang Lumpia We will be back after this break. Hey guys! One way to keep this podcast running is by subscribing to my Patreon. For only $5 a month, listeners of Go Filipino get early access to newly published lessons and future exclusive content such as lesson plans, one-on-one translations, and Filipino pop culture discourse among others. If $5 is too much for you, a $1 tip is highly appreciated. A big shout-out to our current patrons, John Bailey, Carla, Caroline Jane Walsh, Teresa Salud, Roger Shaktel, Natasha Esguera, Abigail Rotzel, Craig Putz, Elaine, Raph, probably, and Jess, L. Thank you so much for making this podcast possible. You too can also subscribe to my Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash pod, and enjoy exclusive perks. And now, back to our lesson. Welcome back to Go Filipino. Let's recap what we have learned. A Tagalog sentence consists of three parts, the predicate, the focus, and the complement, which is optional. The predicate tells something about the focus of the sentence, whether as an action, an adjective, or another noun. Meanwhile, the focus is the main noun or pronoun in the sentence. It may or may not be the one that performed the action. Finally, the complement phrase can be added to explain the sentence further. It can either be introduced by a relational marker or by a locative marker. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or family member who might want to learn more about Tagalog, one of the most beautiful languages in Asia. I leave you now with a Tagalog proverb. Kung gusto, maraming paraan. Kung ayaw, maraming dahilan. Kung gusto, Maraming paraan. Kung ayaw, maraming dahilan. Kung gusto, maraming paraan. Kung ayaw, maraming dahilan. It means, if you want it, there are many ways. If you don't want it, there are many excuses. How you live your life depends on the amount of ways you pursue to reach your dreams, or the amount of excuses you make to stick to the status quo. Word for word, it's, kung gusto maraming paraan kung ayaw maraming dahilan kung gusto maraming paraan kung ayaw maraming dahilan kung gusto maraming paraan kung ayaw maraming dahilan. Again, kung gusto, maraming paraan. Kung ayaw, maraming dahilan. Until next time, paalam, Bye bye This has been Go Filipino. Let's learn Tagalog with me, Chris Andres. For inquiries, email me at gofilipinopod at gmail.com Special thanks to Kevin MacLeod for the theme song Rainbows.